0: We have an announcement that the Organization of Redundant Organizations has an announcement. All members should pay attention as this pertains to members only. This does not pertain to non-members, and those who are not members need not be concerned. All current members should note that current members with dues past due should note that their dues are promptly due to retain their current membership and should also note that those with dues that became past due will be unable to retain their current membership. We'd like to thank you and also say thanks again.
1: And I'll have three glazed donuts, two chocolate-covered donuts, two maple bars, and a cinnamon roll. I got it. Sam, long time no see. How you doing? Hey, Bill, doing okay. Hang on a second, will you? Excuse me, uh, can you put extra frosting on that cinnamon roll? No problem. Thanks, I appreciate that. Uh, so, how's the diet coming along? Really good. The doctor's been really strict, but I eat everything he tells me to eat. Hey, you want a donut? No, thanks. The doctor tells you to eat donuts? Oh, no, no, no. That's something I allow myself to do. You can't be 100% faithful with everything. Even a diet? Especially a diet. Really? So have you lost any weight? You know, come to think of it, I think I've gained a couple of pounds. Man, this diet is worthless. I just
0: knew that doctor didn't know what he was talking about.
1: If you allow sin to have a little space, it will grow. If you truly want to grow in Christ, be obedient to God in all areas of your life. Another message from Lifeline Productions, the comic strip of radio, at lifelinepro.com.
0: Yeah.
2: Exploring all the mysteries from the Big Bang to salvation, history and scripture really what's really true. From rock and roll to UFOs out to the final frontier, tell me who in the heck. Is Pastor Timothy Oz? He ain't always been a pastor, but he's played one at the ring fair. He's so god that he was dead before Bauhaus was born. Magician and comedian, he's not your normal pastor. Tell me who in the heck is Pastor Timothy Oz? Grace and peace to y'all. This is Pastor Timotheus. And welcome to Who in the Heck is Pastor Timotheus? And I'm glad you're here. And I don't know who you are, but please know that you are loved. Uh, as I say, my name is Pastor Timotheus. The name of the show is Who in the Heck is Pastor Timotheus and and basically the idea is to lay bare my soul. To you folks, and in the process, have a little fun, hopefully. And uh, I, I want to say a little fair warning, though. Uh, if you happen to be uh, sensitive to certain topics, be well aware that uh, not only are we going to probably talk about it, I'm probably going to piss you off too. Wait a minute, the pastor said piss off. Yes, I did. I am not your normal pastor. I want you to understand that sin is sin. There's no doubt about that. But there's a lot of stuff that is kind of like a hammer. You know, you can use a hammer to build a house or you can use a hammer to hurt somebody. I I choose to build the house on the hill, so to speak. Um, Who am I? And why the heck should you care who I am? Well, uh, I haven't always been a pastor. Uh, I uh, was what we in church speak would say was called as a pastor at age 11. Uh, Didn't do anything about it until I was 52. So... Uh, I had a lot of time in there to do a lot of different things. And that's going to be part and parcel of what we'll talk about. Because I've been around the block a time or two. And and let me tell you, my mom always told me... Never take rides from strangers unless they offer you candy first. So, like I say, I've been around the block a a time or two. Um, And uh, that's... (laughs) That's a bad joke. But anyway... I've I've done all kinds of stuff. I'm I'm a um, oh gosh I'm a frustrated rock star, uh, a a uh, musician without the ability to play properly and a singer without the ability to sing and publicly worth squat essentially doesn't stop me but hey. Uh, I'm also a magician. Some of you that know me personally know that I've been a magician for about 35 years uh, and uh, professional for probably 25 of that. So uh, it's been a long, strange trip, Uh, but I'm going to take you guys along with me as we go. Uh, because I think you'll find it interesting. You, you may find it interesting. You may find it irritating. You may find it annoying. You may have fun. You may absolutely hate my guts on any particular given day with this uh, podcast we've got here. Who in the heck is Pastor Timotheus? But here's the thing. I don't mind pissing people off as long as I piss them off into action. As long as I get you off of your blessed assurances and moving in some direction, I've done my job. As long as I've made you think, I've done my job with this podcast. I'm not going to cut any corners. I'm not going to be uh, nice to people who don't believe just because I'm a supposed to. I'm going to do it because I love you. Uh, in in the words of Penn if if I knew for certain in my heart and mind that there was a place called hell waiting for folks that didn't believe and I chose not to tell them that there was an alternative, how much would I have to hate that person? So make no mistake about it, you are going to hear the gospel presented. Now it's going to be in a little different way than you're used to I'm quite sure because I'm a little different than what you're used to but it's all going to be truth based in scripture always based in scripture because that is our sole source of truth oh I can hear some of my friends out there right now their their heads are starting to expand from the pressure and the steam is escaping from their ears and all of a sudden the flames burst from their head and they what do you mean I don't, I don't. It doesn't matter what you believe. I'm telling you what I believe. Now, that's not exactly true. It does matter what you believe. But for the purposes of this podcast, I'm telling you what I believe. You don't have to agree with me. And I don't have to agree with you. But we do have to love each other. Because the alternative is literally sheer hell make no mistake about it people are evil at their very core at their heart of hearts people are evil they're not basically good that's why we call such attention to people who commit heroic acts or to do wonderful things to help others or donate millions of dollars to charity and, and things like that why do we call such attention to such things because they don't happen very often and why don't they? We're screwed up. We are basically busted from the inside out. And that's that's part of the message of Scripture, is that we are broken. We are busted because of sin. We are basically two parts of a three-part being. Speaking of beings, we'll be talking about UFOs at some point during one of the podcasts. A uh, big subject for me and... and I believe uh, pretty clearly defined in Scripture. Yeah, check that out. Okay, here's, and it's not wheel within a wheel, so get off of that. Um, here, here's the thing. Um, Jesus said, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, or Scripture says, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Believe in your heart that God's raised him from the dead, and you will be saved. Did you hear anything about if you do this or do that or do the other thing? No. Uh, Because it's not dependent upon what you do. You cannot work your way into heaven. The work has been done. It was done on a cross by Yeshua, Jesus, the Mashiach, the Messiah. Now that's what I believe. You don't have to agree with me. Uh, I also know that because of sin, we are, as I say, two parts of a three-part being. Uh, We are made in the image of God, body, soul, and spirit. Well, Scripture says we are dead spiritually from birth, from conception, if you will. We are born broken. Salvation repairs and replaces the third part because it says that we are in is the word the holy spirit uh inspires breathes life into our spirit so that we once again assume that proper form of body soul and spirit matching our heavenly father uh not in scale but in form so uh There you go. We're going to have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. I just want you to know that. But the core message of everything I say is confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. That is, agree with God that Jesus is who he said he was. He said he was the Messiah. He said he was God. He said he was the promised one. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. It's that simple. It really is. Anyway, um, I'm not going to harp on it, because it doesn't need harping on. It's a simple truth. Uh, but we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. Like I said, I haven't always been a pastor. And, and that's going to be evident by a lot of our subject matter on this broadcast. But I think you're going to enjoy I hope you're going to enjoy it. Uh, we're going to have some interesting uh, stuff coming along. Uh, by the way, there will be times... When you will hear uh, different noises in the background, you may hear the sound of birds. Uh, well, I've got two of those. Uh, they are Presto and Magic. They are parakeets, and they are my co-hosts. Uh, and uh, just for the record, Presto provides me with uh, eagle feathers. Uh, they're at her, her feathers, when she molts look like little tiny eagle feathers so I use them for art projects and such Uh, who else am I besides a pastor well I'm a teacher, I'm a husband I'm a father, I'm a huge Star Trek nerd Uh, yeah, no doubt Um, huge horror fan vampire fan, I have a collection uh, of 60 some odd movies and assorted extraneous special features uh, of the best of the best, the cream of the crop of vampire movies. Yeah. This dude's a pastor? Oh, what? Yeah, that's me. Um, little different. Not your mama's pastor. Not your grandma's pastor. But I could be yours. And I'll try to be. By the way, that is the mission statement of who in the heck is Pastor Timotheus. I'm here to be Yeshua to the Pharisees. I'm here to be Paul to the Greeks. Church folks will understand that one. And I'm here to be under-shepherd to the sheep. To the flock, if you will. But that's the mission statement of the show. That's my whole goal behind all this. And we're going to take a long, strange trip to get there because we're going to talk about things that you are interested in things that other people have asked me about over the years as as a pastor. uh, What happens when you die? Um, Does committing suicide automatically send you to hell? By the way, the answer to that is no. 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 We'll talk about that one, too. But there's a lot of stuff that we're going to talk about uh, concerning the church, concerning faith, concerning belief, Concerning science, science fiction, uh, heavy metal. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm 57 years old, so uh, I was introduced to KISS when they first started. And uh, oh, I have lived through some of the best music and had the best time. I remember most of it because I was pretty high there for about 25 years. Just saying, just saying. But uh, I hope you're going to enjoy the show. I, I really think you will. Uh, stick around and see, see what we've got to offer. Uh, and uh, feel free to, to drop us an email at pastortimothys one at gmail.com. To illustrate the problem of going through
1: life without God, Amazing Alan will attempt to disarm this bomb without a manual. Not to worry, guys. Everyone knows you always cut the red wire. Okay, Alan. Everyone behind the cement walls, and action! Yellow, green, blue. Uh, guys, there's no red wire. What do I do? Whatever feels right, Alan. Whatever feels right? Just do what's right for you, Alan. Well, if I would have designed this bomb, I would have put in a red wire. That's the point, Alan. We didn't design life, either. That's why we need God. ha! Here's a red wire! I knew I could do this on my own! Ah! The Bible is our owner's manual. It gives us practical instruction on how to live life. There's got to be a better way to
0: make these points, guys. Osborns! Ha <laughs> ha! What's his on-
2: And that was a group called Apologetics. You need to check them out if you get a chance. It's A-P-O-L-O-G-E-T-I-X dot com. Apologetics, uh, an amazing group with some amazingly talented musicians. Uh, They can mimic almost any music group I've ever heard with Near perfection, but what they do is they take um, uh, contemporary music of various formats—country, rock, soul, blues—you name it—a um, lot of pop—but from all different genres and era, er, or all different eras, I should say—and they give them Christian lyrics, and and I think. I think they've probably got at least one song for every book of the Bible. That's 66 of them, by the way. And they do an amazing job with it. I've seen them in concert a couple of times, uh, talked to Jay a couple of times. Matter of fact, one of the mission statements for our ministry work, uh, we have several because I like them, uh, if they're good. And it's uh, Reach the Lost, Teach the Rest. Uh, because, uh, quite frankly, um, I can't speak for anywhere else, but the American church uh, is in dire need of instruction. We do not teach our, uh, 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 our people anymore about Scripture. We really don't. And as a result, uh, all sorts of little heresies creep into the church and all sorts of little things that shouldn't be... Are and as a result we end up looking like um, one of the churches uh, in uh, uh, of Asia that are mentioned in the in the first three books of Revelation uh, or heaven forbid we start looking like uh, the Corinthian church. Uh, mentioned in 1st and 2nd Corinthians. Oh, let me tell you, people, if you want to read a horror story, 1st uh, Corinthians is one. Uh, if you want to see a church that had descended into chaos, that's the church at Corinth. And that's within, what, 50 Forty years or less, yeah, of Jesus walking the earth. How it didn't take any time at all for us to screw up the church. Problem is, we keep making the same mistakes. Now I say we, because I'm I'm in there with them. I've been ready to make all these same mistakes. Uh, the seeker sensitive thing, you know, put on a better show, better music, better sound, better lights, better you know words on the wall all the all the fancy bells and whistles and guess what the church is not for the unbelieving world i'm not being rude i'm not being mean anyone that wants to come to church is always more than welcome however church done properly most unbelieving folks are not going to understand it because it's not for them And it requires the illumination of the Holy Spirit. That's teaching believers to walk and talk and sleep and breathe and eat like Jesus. Now, it's not some kind of weird... Everybody gets the wrong idea about that. What it is is teaching you to be the person you were intended to be from the moment of creation that was corrupted by sin. That's the goal to get us back to the garden and people don't realize that but that's we're going to talk about that we're going to, we're going to talk about the false impressions that we have because of tradition and dogma uh you have to understand that the generation i came up with as far as church, i was raised in church oh yeah from i mean from as seven months of age i went to church uh that was when i was adopted at age seven months of age, Uh, and and I went to church first Sunday right out of the gate and and went from then on until I was 16, 17 years old. Uh, But the thing when I was coming up in church in the impressionable times uh, in in the 70s, in my teen years, uh, the big thing was long hair on men and pants on women in church. Now, they could wear... You know, wear their dungarees, if you will, out in public. But you didn't wear pants to church, ladies. You just didn't do it. Um, Stupid, I know. And there's there's a story to that because if you ever... (laughs) I love this. If you read in Scripture, it tells men... Gird up your loins, you're going into battle. Things like, gird up your loins, you're going into the field for harvest, you know, all this kind of stuff. Gird up your loins. Well, what does that mean? Well, it means that men would take the skirt of their robe and pull it up between their legs and tuck it into their waist belt so that they could run and move and use their legs for things, you know. Um, So the men were wearing the dresses and uh, the women were wearing pants. Really? Really? Pastor Timothy, us? They were wearing pants? Why, yes, they were. Thank you for asking. Have you ever heard of harem pants? Have you? Harem pants, they're kind of gathered around the ankle, gathered at the waist. They're stretchy and movable and all that. That's what the women were wearing, folks. Yeah, they were wearing robes, but they were wearing pants. The women were wearing pants. So all you folks that go to church every Sunday, cross-dressing, you men wearing those stinking women's suits, and you women wearing those men's dresses, you just, you're just wrong. You, <laughs> you see how extreme how quickly that it got extreme. We're going to talk about that too. Extremism in the faith. Extremism among Christians. You know, people generally don't have a problem with Christians when we act like Christians. It's when we start acting like asshats, that's, and let me apologize for that word, but you're going to hear it whenever it's deserved. When we start acting that way, then we deserve everything we get. And there's a reason why the world hates Christians, or at least they do in America, because we behave like asshats to everyone. Our sin of the month club, which we have, uh, I remember the sins back in my day were long hair on men and pants on women. Well, now uh, the sin of the month club is homosexuality. And, and so we're going to take the big, large stick that we've made out of the cross of our Messiah and beat people with it. And that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Now, don't get me wrong. Homosexuality is a sin. But so is divorce. So is adultery. So is anything other than a husband and wife. Anything outside of that is sin. I'm sorry, I didn't write it. But to take somebody aside, and I'm, this is what you're doing, to take somebody and beat them with the cross because they're a homosexual or because, oh, a, an unwed mother. Oh, my gosh. Before God, you people need to grow up. If you're going to piss and moan about abortions, then don't you dare piss and moan about these young girls with children who need to be taken care of. Don't you dare. I used to... I pastored a little church out in Danville, Indiana. And I used to have a pedestal right in front of the platform. And on that pedestal, I had a rock. I went down to uh, uh, the Stone Center... And asked them if I could pick out a hand-sized rock about the right size for throwing. And they looked at me very strangely. And then I explained this to them. I'm going to place this stone at the front of the platform in my church. It's going to be called the first stone. And anytime anyone feels righteous enough to pick up that stone and throw it at someone else, they are more than welcome to come to the front of the church and do so. And I told him, you know, I've never had a taker, but I I had a special stone. I called it the first stone. uh, The stone of throwing, if you will, uh, if we're going to go all D&D on it and everything. Um, (laughs) I didn't have a bag of carrying for it, but I had a... I had a, a, a pillar of exhibition. I did. Um, but my point is not to pick on the church. Remember I said I want to be Jesus to the Pharisees. I want to point out to the religious, how religious they are being and how far they're driving people from the cross of Christ. Hey, we'll be back in a minute, talk about some more fun stuff or piss somebody else off. Here on who in the heck is Pastor Timotheus?
1: Oh, it's cold. We're here in the Antarctic where Amazing Alan will jump off this cliff with nothing to prevent him from hitting the icy water below, but this thread attached to his Bermuda shorts. Uh, guys, what happened to the industrial strength bungee cord? Alan, this thread illustrates how most people put their trust in doing good deeds to get to heaven. Well, I'd rather trust a huge bungee cord. A bungee cord would be more representative of God's ability to save you. Well, why don't we illustrate trusting in God instead of trusting our good deeds? Then we wouldn't need a stuntman. Oh. Well, this thread's awfully small. And so are our good deeds compared to a holy and perfect God. Okay, let's go. Was well, this thread tied on tight? Wait. Wait. Oh! <laughs> Woo! Okay, let's lower the bungee cord to get him out. Jesus paid the penalty for our sins. Have you accepted his gift of forgiveness, or are you still trying to earn it?
2: And once again, that is the group Apologetics. That's A-P-O-L-O-G-E-T-I-X dot com. That's their website. Go check them out. If, uh, if you want them to come perform at your church or youth group or something like that, that's what they do. They travel and uh, do live shows. Uh, and uh, please, 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 can I just say... If you ever have a group come into your church to perform, don't depend on the love offering. Secure them a specified amount. Take up a love offering as extra way of saying thanks. Better to be overly generous than thought cheap in the name of God. I'm just saying. Anyway, uh, the song, Inner Samson. Uh, I know most of you uh, have at one time or another heard of Samson, Uh, think Hercules on a biblical scale, Uh, but let me tell you a story you may not have heard in church, Um, Samson was a failure Now, I I realize that's an extreme statement to make, but it's very, very true. Take a look in the book of Judges, and what you will find in the story of Samson is that his mother was told, well, she couldn't have children, and an angel of the Lord, it says, uh, we consider that a pre-incarnate Jesus. That's church speak for, that's Jesus showing up on earth before he was born to uh, Mary. Um, So, anyway. Um. So, all right, so she she wanted a child. God gave her a child, uh, named him Samson. She agreed to raise him in the Nazarite way, uh, which had certain vows that you take before God of things that you're going to do and not going to do. Okay. Uh, Here's the part of the story you never hear about Samson, Uh, nobody seems to really know what his job was. Well look to the book and its judges. He was a judge over Israel for 20 years and it mentions that only twice. It mentions none of his cases. It mentions none of his rulings, nothing of his 20 years as the judge over Israel. What it does do is that the first of the story of Samson, it lists all the elements, or or many of the elements of the Nazarite vow. And there are others to be gleaned from other sources, uh, because we do still know what the Nazarite vow entailed, even back then. and systematically, Samson violates every term of that agreement with God, except for the one that benefits him. That's his strength, his hair. And even at the end, he's playing fast and loose with that because that's how uh, uh, Delilah finally, finally gets uh, gets him under her control. And. <coughs> Excuse me, and and that's just because he was playing fast and loose with it. But he he did it that way all the way down the line. Now, I say that to say this: I can't blame Samson completely, simply because uh, there's a verse in Proverbs that says, "Raise up your child in the way that they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it." Uh, well, you notice it doesn't mention anything about that middle part, but. I, I'm just saying there, but uh, in regards to Samson, raise up your child in the way that he should go. In this case, he, um, isn't there, isn't there a hole in that somehow between raising him up the way that he should go and allowing him to marry someone he wasn't supposed to outside of the nation of Israel and and uh, allow he, he just he they let him do whatever he wanted to do. Uh, We hear the story about him killing Philistines with the jawbone of an ass. Uh, A donkey. All right, there you go. Anyway, that's the story we hear. And then they catch him, they cut off his hair. We don't talk about how it got cut off because he was stupid and, and playing fast and loose with the gifts of God. Uh, there's a message in itself right there. But here's the other thing that, that they did. They blinded him, okay, so he couldn't strike out with any accuracy because even a, you know, even a, a bull uh, that's been stabbed a bunch of times in the, in the bullfighting ring is still strong, and it's dangerous as long as it can see you. Uh, So they chained him to the pillars of this temple or something. This is in Philistia, the Philistines. And uh, he says, God grant me strength to take my revenge and his revenge. Again, it was always about Samson. You have to understand that. Samson had an ego. When you look at the character of Heracles or Hercules, Samson is very similar to that. Uh, But with what is it? Absolute power corrupts absolutely. I think that includes uh, physicality, this this un, uh, unearthly strength, if you will. So he pulls the thing down, he kills all the Philistines. and scripture says this this is his epitaph. Scripture says, and in his death, he killed more Philistines than he did in his life. and he judge he ruled as judge over Israel for twenty years. That's the sum total. Of his entire life. He killed more people in his death than he ever did in his life and he judged Israel for 20 years. No record of the cases, no record of anything outstanding, no record of anything he did other than the violations of Scripture. Now that's a story of Samson that you probably have not heard before. So why is it in there? It's a cautionary tale. Not to misuse the gifts of God. Don't make an agreement and back out on it. However you want to look at that, it pretty much fits. Um, Talk about your egos. Now, understand, this comes from a pastor. And it takes a certain amount of ego to be able to stand in front of a room full of people and, and speak to them and tell them, in essence... What they're doing right and what they're doing wrong and how to fix it, and expect them to actually listen to you and respond. You know that—that's why I said you know I—I I want to piss people off to respond to response. I want them to res- do something as a result of their irritation with me. Uh, I don't care what it is. I prefer that it be positive, but that's. That's what I'm saying. And and Samson is a cautionary tale not to misuse uh, that which God has given us. And and I don't care, frankly, if you're, in this case, if you're saved or unsaved, if you're a believer or not. If God has given you gifts, I don't care if you believe it, okay? If he's given you gifts, my show, my rules, if he's given you gifts and you misuse them, you deserve whatever you get. Okay, hear me again. Whatever gifts God has given you, if you misuse those gifts, you deserve whatever you get. It's just that simple. I mean, and and that's, that's logic. Okay, action, reaction. It's science, people. You know? If, if you are given a gift of being able to sing or to write songs or to draw or to paint or to fix uh, engines or to, uh, oh my heavens, fix air conditioners? It's summertime right now uh, here in, in Indiana. Um, yeah, if you have that gift I have a friend who's an engineer. He took an entire car apart and put it back together. If you have that kind of gift and you waste it, you deserve whatever happens to you because you didn't do anything to effect change on your future. Now, now that I said that, let me say this about worry. Okay? Worry is sin. Worry is an ungodly act because it's saying God is not in control. Now, concern is a godly act. And what should we be concerned about? We should be concerned about the things that we can actually affect. I cannot change the rising and setting of the sun. So I should not be concerned with it, nor should I worry about it. However, there may be an opportunity for me to do something to affect the financial bottom line of my family. Now do I sit and worry about whether I can do that? No, that's sin. That's saying God is not in control. Do I just kind of give up and go, Jesus take the wheel and you know, depend on God? No, because there's a part of this that I can handle. I should be concerned with what I can do to affect change, but only if I can affect change. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, to change for the positive, the things that I can, and the common sense to know the difference. If that sounds familiar, folks, I went through AA, I went through NA, uh, I got my first chip on both of them, that's it. I'm not a joiner. Sorry. But, folks, do with your gifts what you're supposed to do with them and if you misuse them it's as bad as not using them i had a preacher tell me one time uh don white Cotton said he thought that car salesmen and politicians were actually uh pastors that were misusing their gifts amazing Ellen. meadow scene
1: take one are you ready Ellen? you got it guys and action Amazing Ellen will now attempt to remove a handful of honey from a giant Mongolian beehive to show how dangerous it is to fool with temptation. No problem, I know how to put bees to sleep. Amazing Ellen thinks she has a plan to handle this situation, just as we often feel we can handle any temptation if we're careful.
0: Pretty good, huh, guys?
1: I guess Alan can handle this situation after all. Normally, if not dealt with properly, temptation will lead to sin, which leads to pain and separation from God. And your arm could get stuck. Excuse me? No problem. Just a small tug and... Once again, as Alan disappears across the meadow, he is illustrating the most effective way the Bible gives us for dealing with temptation. Run.
0: You see we know that God for everyone
2: and we take time. And we are coming to the end of the first ever who the heck is Pastor Timothy's broadcast so what's our takeaway from this well we learned from the book of judges that the story of Samson that we thought we knew we really didn't know. And it turns out it's a cautionary tale not to squander God's gifts, the stuff that he enables you to do. And how can you squander them? By not using them or using them in the wrong way. It's really very simple. Uh, now, what, el- what else did we pick up? Well, what did you learn about Pastor Timotheus? Haven't always been a pastor? Uh, don't act like your grandma's pastor. You're going to find out a lot more about me uh, as we go through these podcasts, because I really don't have anything to hide. Uh, all the garbage that I did in the past, um, I did, it turns out, uh, to serve him. I, I don't understand it. And we'll talk about that at some point, but how God can use evil for his glory, for good. Uh, and and he does he does it all through scripture just ask the israelites about the the philistines or the persians or uh, babylonians oh my heavens uh yeah so uh everything i drug uh my lord through uh uh, because it says he would never leave or forsake me uh he stayed right with me. I never thought I could lose my salvation. Because you can't, by the way. Once saved, always saved. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Because it's not totally in your control. The only control you have is saying yes. The rest of it is all controlled by God. And he doesn't let go of his children for anybody. Uh, what else do we learn? Uh, I have no idea what I'm doing with a podcast. Yeah, pretty much. But... That's okay. I'm having a good time. I hope you're having a good time. Uh, we are uh, li- like PBS, uh, except we're a nonprofit. We we have no funds. We make no funds. And and if, if you if you want to help, I'm going to tell you how just in a little bit. But I want to thank you more than anything else. I want to thank you and encourage you. Uh, If you're a praying person to pray for our ministry, to pray for these podcasts, that we can provide what God wants us to provide. Uh, And a special thanks to Bill, uh, who's the reason I'm doing this right now. Grace and peace, y'all. Hello, this is Pastor Timotheus. I very much appreciate you listening to this, my first ever attempt at a podcast. If you find value in this and would like to help underwrite future episodes, you may do so at patreon.com backslash or help provision the pastor's family through PayPal using the email address pastortimotheos1 at gmail.com. None of it's tax deductible, but it'll make you feel good all over. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next week and become a regular part of Who in the Heck is Pastor Timotheos. See you next week. Same bat time. Same bat channel.